We all need a faith that will not shrink when washed in the waters of adversity. Because Proverbs 24.10 says, If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy faith is small. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller and glad that you're with us as we continue our look at Hebrews chapter 11. You know, Pastor, we just heard you remind us that we need a faith that's not going to shrink in the face or the waters of adversity. Sometimes we don't really know where our faith is at until we are tested by that adversity, do we? Oh, yeah. I remember reading in the Old Testament book of Exodus where God said uh, that he led them uh, the way he led them so he could prove them. Hmm. He could test them to see the validity of their faith. In the New Testament, it's a Greek word, dokimazo, and it always means to test, to approve something. Hmm. And uh, it's kind of like the demo cars where you see them uh, put the cars through that test where they crash them. Right. Yeah, well, they're not trying to say our cars are cheap and uh, easily destroyed. They're testing them to see how well they'll stand up uh, to a crash. And uh, God does that to us as well. We don't really know, Steve, uh, the measure of our faith. Mm -hmm. We say, I believe that he's Jehovah Rapha, God who is a healer. Well, how do you know that? Unless you get sick. True. I believe he's Jehovah Jireh, the God who is my provider. Well, how do you know that Uh, until the bank account is empty and uh, so is the refrigerator? Uh, I believe that he's Jehovah Shalom. Well, how do you know he's the God who gives you peace if you don't have worry and anxiety all around you? In other words, it it becomes incumbent upon us uh, to know that our faith will be tested. Sure. Yeah. And as we've been looking at Hebrews chapter 11, we're seeing how a number of uh, Bible characters did go through a sort of testing of their faith and how their faith proved real and genuine and why they even made uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Today, we begin a look at the person of Noah. What was it about Noah that made his faith stand out? Uh, Well, for 120 years, Noah built the boat. But Here it is Uh, in the Hebrew, it says, when God said to him, great sermon, uh, it's going to rain, four words, that was the sermon every Sunday, it's going to rain. Well, it's in a tense that says God only said it once. Hmm. So for 120 years, he built that boat on the strength of God telling him one time, Build the boat because it's going to rain. And I would just like to ask our radio audience, how many times does God have to say something to you for (laughs) you to walk in obedience? Well, I know about me, and uh, I can only speak for myself. There are some things that God had to say over and over and over again to get me to walk in obedience to what he said. I trust that we'll all be like Noah. In what, Pastor Ford? In everything the Spirit empowers us to do in obedience to Him. 
Well, let's open our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11 as we look at Noah and begin the message, Working by Faith. Here's Pastor Ford. Uh, Robert and Mary Moffat, uh, you probably not heard those names unless you understand early 20th century uh, missiology. Uh, they were missionaries, and they were missionaries to Pakuana land, which is now Botswana. And, uh, of course, you know the goal of a missionary is to go and to present the good news of Jesus Christ to people who've never heard it. And so uh, one preacher said it so very well, if every heart is a mission field, then every Christian is a missionary. And so they took it serious and uh, they went to Botswana and they were missionaries for 10 years faithfully proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ all through the streets of the city, and in 10 years, not one convert. Not one. Are you talking about enough to discourage a missionary? And so their missions board thought, we've been supporting you for 10 years, and every time you report no converts, no baptisms, no disciples, we think that God may not want you on the field we think it's time to bring you home. They, they asked them, please give us more time. We believe God has called us and we believe we're going to get results. And so two years later, they turned in their missions report. No converts, no baptisms, no disciples made. And so for 12 years, they preached faithfully, but not one person came to Christ. Now don't, don't look at me like that because some of you witness at the job and somebody look at you strange and you ain't said nothing anymore. You're a secret agent Christian. You know how it is. I done told you about it once before. You know, you wrap your Bible in a paper bag so that they don't know what you're reading. When it's lunchtime, you just, in Jesus' name, amen. And so a friend of them said, you know what? I wrote them a letter. I want to send you a gift. And they wrote back and said, uh, send us a communion set. Now that's, that's a step of faith. Send us a communion set so that we can have communion. But wait a minute. How are you going to have communion and you don't have a church? How are you going to have communion and you have no converts and you have no disciples? You have no baptisms. How are you going to have communion? They said, well, we believe that God has worked among us for 12 years, and we're about to see the fruit. And so, the way it was set up, that week, as they were anticipating the arrival of the communion set, six people came to Christ that week. Saturday, the communion set came. Sunday, they had communion. That's faith. That's faith. You see, when you begin to, to look at them, what they did was they acted out of faith. That is, they prepared for communion even though they didn't have any converts. And they asked for a communion set because that's an action that shows that you believe in what has not yet happened. That it is a faith that believes that what we do not see, if we believe it, the reward is to see what we have believed. Well, I ain't going to get no help in here. Uh, maybe if I brought it home, you'd understand it a little bit better. I got up a couple of Sundays ago 
and I said to you, you know what, uh, I was ready to cancel all of this stuff. But God said, why do you think I'm having you preach on faith? Do you think it's for them? No. Why do you think you're going through all these issues that you're going through? You think it's for them? No, it's for you. I'm trying to develop your faith so that you will be able to step out and the thing that you're preaching about, you'll live it before them. So I already went on record. I said, I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to step out by faith. Ain't that right, Elder Betts? That's what we're doing. Yeah, because God said the flood's here. But do you have flood faith? See, faith prays for rain and then carries an umbrella in the sunshine. And I came to tell you this morning that we all need a faith that will not shrink when washed in the waters of adversity. Because Proverbs 24.10 says, If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy faith is small. So today, I'm telling you, we need some flood faith. Uh, we need some faith uh, that as the flood rises, we rise with it. We need some faith that says, I don't care what the storm is that I'm going through, that God's word is sufficient for me. Uh, that I realize that all I need is a word from God and I can make it. Oh, yeah, that's what we want to talk about. But when the flood comes, help me preach this thing. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Is your faith governed by revelation or by your situation? And so we have traveled through and looking at this hall of faith uh, where God is saying, let me put on display for you some individuals uh, that had faith. And here's the thing I like about it. Here's the thing I like about it. None of them were perfect. All of them have issues. And that's why it's so important that we read the backdrop because the Bible says, and Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. I ain't better than anybody else, but guess what I got? Favor. That's it. That's it. There are people more intelligent than me, but everybody ain't got my favor. There are people who got more money than me, but everybody ain't got my favor because I'd rather have favor than money because if you got favor you can get money you can get anything else you need with favor and I came to tell you favor ain't fair oh yeah oh yeah because somebody's saying why him and I say why not me why not me Lord yeah I got issues but thank God he looked beyond all my faults and saw my needs he said I'm gonna use you in spite of you yeah yeah why Oh, because the God I serve, he's given me flood faith. Now, don't tell anybody this. In order to have flood faith, you first got to have a flood. And the problem is, now not y'all, but they want flood faith, but they don't want a flood. And I'm here to tell you that the only way you get flood faith is to have a flood. So Noah's got a flood. 
And he tells us, listen, you need to understand something. And here it is. Here it is. Abel, he's the worship of faith. It's the upward look of faith. And the focus is the person of God is exalted. So God wants us to start where we ought to start. He says, you ought to exalt me. You ought to lift me up. You ought to pray. I ought to be the priority. I ought to be the preeminent. It's me and it's me alone. Hook up with me and everything is going to be all right. And so Abel uh, tells us, listen, that's what we got to do. Then we look at Enoch, uh, the walk of faith. That's the inward look where the purity of God is experienced and expressed. Now we're talking about Noah. And Noah says you got to work by faith. That's the outward look of faith where the plan of God is executed. Boy, what a beautiful order. The person, the purity and the plan of God reminds me of Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So Noah teaches us that faith is always backed up by obedient action. Let me say that again. Faith is always backed up by obedient action. And so if you don't have obedience of action, then you don't have real biblical faith. It's amazing to me. How many people say that they believe, but their actions don't demonstrate that they do? Now, John Calvin said it best. He said, faith alone saves, but the faith that saves is never alone. Now, I want you to understand and don't get it twisted uh, that I'm not talking about uh, working for your salvation because you don't work for salvation. Give me an amen. Come on. You don't work for. Give me an amen. You don't work for salvation, uh, but you ought to be working because of your salvation. If you're sitting on the premises rather than standing on the promises, I question what kind of faith you have. If you sit soaking sour, I wonder what kind of faith you have. A good reminder by Pastor Ford of why we do what we do when we follow after Christ. Our message is entitled Working by Faith, really a look at Noah from Hebrews chapter 11. And we'll get back to this teaching in just a moment. If you ever miss a broadcast, just come to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. You can stream programs through your computer, download MP3s, or even order copies on CD. Again, our website address, treasuredtruthradio.org. Back to the message. Here is Pastor Ford. What do your actions reveal about your faith? Oh, I got to make it plain. Do you tip or do you tithe? Because it tells you about your faith, whether or not you trust God. You mean you trust him with your soul, but you don't trust him with your pocketbook. And so what do your actions reveal about your faith? Well, Noah says, listen, uh, in this text, there will be four Actions that reveal uh, flood faith. Here they are. Here they are. Faith responds to God's warnings. Faith reverences God's will. Faith rebukes God's wicked world. And faith receives God's wealth. I, I want you to see that, first of all, the text tells us that faith responds to God's warning. It's right there. It's very plain. By faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet. Stop. Put a pen in it. Pull the car over. Park. Put a quarter in the meter. Because if you take a note, uh, this faith respond to God's warning, A, sub point, God's warnings give him preservation. 
And then B, God's warnings give him revelation. But we'll talk about it as we go along. Noah was warned by God. Notice what it says. It says, by faith, Noah being warned of God. It's one word in the Greek, and it's an amazing word. It's used in Hebrews 8.5. Listen to it, it out of Hebrews 8.5. It says, it says, uh, who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things. Now, contrasting the heavenly tabernacle with the earthly tabernacle. Then he says this, he says, as Moses was admonished of God. Now it says to be admonished. In, in Hebrews 11, it says warned. Uh, but here it says admonished. Well, what does he mean? Does it mean admonished or does it mean warned? You'll love this. You will love this word. Here's what the word means. To do business under somebody else's name. Now y'all missed that. Y'all missed that because I ain't hear nobody shouting about that. It, it means It means the word that God gave him was a word of warning that when you get under it and obey it, it serves as something to protect you from what everybody else will not be protected from. It literally means to have the power of attorney. Just a couple weeks ago, well, it wasn't even a couple weeks ago, seemed like that because this was a long week for me, but I went down to Puerto Vallarta. And so let me tell you how I went down there. I ain't had no money to go down there. No. I went down there on somebody else's ticket. And when I got there, I was on the top floor of a condo in a, in a private facility, but it wasn't in my name. So whenever I went in and uh, I saw Raphael, and uh, he said, hey, Pastor Ford, you back this year? Yeah, I'm back this year. He said, okay, don't forget. Don't forget what? You two have to sign in his name. So I was there for a week. I did everything. I went to the gym. I played some basketball. I went and got me a massage. And uh, everything I did, I signed that person's name. You see what God is saying? God is saying, Noah, I'm about to give you a sacred secret that I didn't give to everybody else. The flood is coming. Now, we read in Genesis 6, he's righteous, he's just, he's only the second man of whom it was said, Noah walked with God. Enoch was first, Noah was second. Now, wait a minute, here you are, you're a righteous man. You haven't done anything, but you got to go through the flood too. Yes, because the same flood has two different purposes. I'm telling people about destruction, and while I'm telling them about destruction, I'm talking to my people about construction. While everybody else is in a recession, I'm telling you that I got cattle on a thousand hills. I'm talking to them about destroying them. I'm talking to you about building you up. Because listen, the Bible says that the flood came for 40 days. So what did it do? He was in the valley, but where did he end up after 40 days? On the mountaintop. As the flood waters rose, so did Noah. The same flood that destroyed everybody else elevated Noah. I'm telling you, you need a new perspective about what you're going through. Because God hasn't done it for your deprivation. God is doing it for your elevation. God is trying to lift you up. He's trying to take you somewhere you ain't never been before. And it's the storm, it's the flood that's taking you there. Yeah, yeah. And so what happened? The storm, the flood elevated him. It took him up. Look at somebody and say, I'm blowing up. And don't forget, God sent the storm. 
Noah, you're going to sail through what everybody else is sinking in. You say, he ain't done it for me. How many people still got their job? Look at all these people. There ought to be a good offering today. Wow, that's, that's 90%. That's about 90% of our congregation still have jobs when 4 million people lost their job. How many still have their apartment or their house? Yeah, how many still have a brother or a sister? When people have lost a brother or sister, anybody's mama still with them? You ought to thank God, even if you don't like her. And you know why you don't like her, because you just like her. <laughs> Look at somebody and say, you know you just like your mama. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so what does God do? God says, listen, uh, I'm breaking them down, but I'm building you up. Noah, you're going to rise. You're about to blow up. And so then he now says, listen, listen. Now listen to this. This is amazing. Because what God has done is he does what he always do. He lets his people in on how to be preserved what everybody else is going through who don't have him. What did God say? God warned him. Now look at the second part, the revelation. What did God tell him? Come on, holler that. Talk back to my Bible students. It's going to rain. Now what's so significant about that? Come on, my Bible student. It never rained before. See, the earth, the Bible says, Genesis 6, 3, was, was watered by a mist that came up from the earth. And before, you ever wonder why people live so long? Because there was a canopy of water that surrounded the earth that acted like an incubator that kept the harmful rays of the sun from aging people. And so that canopy of water served as a, a age deterrent so that people live longer than they do now. And, and so what did God do? God said, listen, listen, listen. I'm about to do something and I'm going to warn you so that what happens to them won't happen to you. And it's amazing. God did it. He said, build a boat. And what a reminder, God is at work even when the trials come. He's got a plan for his people. Well, you're listening to Treasure Truth and Pastor Ford is encouraging us to start working by faith. In fact, that's the title of today's message. And as you may have guessed, there's still a lot more to come. So you can find the complete series, We Walk by Faith, when you come to our website. Just come to treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, to be a Christian is to have a relationship with God. And you can't have a relationship if you only spend time with God once a week on a Sunday morning. So we're here every day for your benefit. We want to see you growing in your faith, being encouraged by the bold proclamation of Scripture and finding hope for your future. But we can't do this ministry without your help. You're benefiting from the generosity of listeners who believe in the mission of Moody Radio and want to see it continue. And we'd like you to join this growing family of supporters by becoming a monthly partner. As a monthly partner, you're directly responsible for the programming that's heard by listeners all across America. So contact us today and become a monthly partner. Call us at 888-644-7660 or go online to treasuredtruthradio.org. And when you become a monthly partner by auto gift at a level of $30 or more, 
We'll provide you a 50% discount to all the helpful resources from Moody Publishers. It applies to our entire store as long as you remain a monthly partner. So call us at 888-644-7660 or go online to treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, I'm Steve Hiller. Our producer is Amy Rios. And Pastor Ford continues our study of Noah tomorrow. Treasured Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.